Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hello, Kimmy. Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast. I'm so excited to have you and talk about mindset. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Amazing. So please introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kim Akrig, and I help female entrepreneurs to unblock what's holding them back from their success using their subconscious mind. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and a mindset coach. I love that. I love that. Okay. Also, I have so many questions to ask. I'm so excited. And by the way, where are you tuning in from? I, I, I believe you're from Australia. Is yeah, right? I'm in Australia. Um, I'm from Canada originally, but I moved here eight years ago. That's beautiful. So what do you like about Australia? Share with us about I'm your the experience. Weather. <laughs> the weather is great. Um, I live on the beach. I just, uh, growing up in Canada, I hated the cold. I hated the snow. <laughs> and Wait, isn't, doesn't Australia have also like a winter season anyway, no? We do, but winter for us is like... Vancouver summer, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Wow. So you must like Australia then. Yeah, that's amazing. Great. So yeah, my question is, what really inspires you to become also a life and mindset coach? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a long story, but growing up, I really, I struggled with a lot of like mental health issues, like depression and eating disorder, anxiety, mm-hmm. and I kind of like... <laughs> wasn't really aware of like how I could work on it with my mindset. But then I kind of was in a situation where I was just like, my life can't keep going like this. I need to find something that like lights me up. I need something different. So Mm -hmm. at that time I kind of found photography and started my first photography business. And Mm -hmm. through doing that, I sort of got to a point where I was like, I love doing this, but I feel like I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Like it's fun, but I feel like I'm not really like fulfilling what I came here to do. And at that Mm -hmm. time, when I had overcome my eating disorder, the way that I really healed myself was by going vegan. And I was like, maybe I can help people who have eating disorders by coaching them on that. So I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and got like a health coaching certificate. But then I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this, like the imposter syndrome kicked in. I was like, who am I to do this? Like, (laughs) put it to the side and like didn't do anything with it. And then I moved to Australia and like that desire was still really there. And so I started doing a lot more work on myself. And that was the point where I really realized it's like, it's not what you know, it's like your mindset. And like I was teaching other photographers how to run their own businesses, how to market themselves. And the thing was, it was never that people didn't know enough. It was that their mindset wasn't in the right place. And through that, I sort of realized I was like, the thing that people need the help with, it's their mindset. It's not like they need another strategy for marketing. It's like they need to believe in themselves. So that was when I got certified in RTT. And now here we are today. (laughs) 
That's so true. And thanks for sharing that, you know, like, cause like if you think about the strategy or the resources, literally the all internet and everything is literally available for you. Just Google it, you know, totally. <laughs> and all information, whatever you need is really right there for you. But then are we really implementing the things is out there? Can we do it? Like it's a lot of to do with the mindset that's holding us back. Right. And I love what you just said. I mean, like, not believing ourselves that that capable of doing the things we can do and i remember myself i was there too <laughs> i think like you say like the imposter syndrome is literally come up all the time so speaking of believing in yourself i mean like it sounded like then i mean you literally left that behind you know so what really helped you to become like believe in yourself because i know as like especially women or girls, you know, like younger girls. I don't think it's not about the younger, but like every woman, we are having a trouble with like believing ourselves to become who we want to be. You know, it's it's such a such a big struggle. So share with us what helped you to believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think it always starts with like a decision that I'm like, okay, this thing needs to change because this isn't working anymore. So it's like, I'm like, okay, I've decided like I need to start believing in myself because no one is going to do it for me. But then yeah. also figuring out, okay, like why don't I believe in myself? Like what mm. are the beliefs that are stopping me from believing in myself? Like where am I lacking the confidence in myself? And then doing the work around that. And I've tried so many different things, like so many different modalities. But my favorite one that I really found that shifted the needle the most was doing RTT because it really just allows you to get back to the root cause of like, why, why did this start? Like, why don't you believe in yourself? Why don't you think you're enough? And then reprogram it through your subconscious. And that's when I really saw the biggest shifts. Yeah. So love that. It sounds like you literally like honest with yourself, embrace everything. Cause and the totally. one thing that I know is like a woman when things uncomfortable, like, or sometimes even they don't, they hate being like too honest with themselves when they're too honest with themselves. It's very uncomfortable, you know? And I know myself that I have avoided for a long time to not go in there. because I'm like, I choose not to like, I kind of find the way to like make myself kind of like, you know, happy in the moment. But the root issue is still there for me. And also I heard you say like you tried so many things. And so my question is like when you were trying so many things, I can only imagine like you pro like share with us your experience. Is this like all about like hiring a coach or was it like trying a new programs? And what was that experience like? Yeah, absolutely. I guess so like earlier on in life, I was in therapy and I found that I didn't really find that effective. Like I was like, we're just talking about it and like, it's not really getting me anywhere. Like we can talk about it until I'm blue in the face. It's not really making any shifts or changes. <laughs> um, after that, I think like, like journaling on things, like using like the law of attraction, um, uh -huh. like using tapping, like what else? Gosh, so many, so many different things I feel like I've tried. <laughs> yeah, did um, you like hire a coach? Clearing. No, I never worked with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, not around that. It was kind of more just, I don't think at the time that I was even really aware that that was an option. I think I was just like trying different things that I found and like seeing how it worked. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So it sounds like you're literally like open to try new things, right? And trying yeah. it out, which works for you. And speaking of therapists, I mean, actually, I think everyone have the different experience anyway, but like, I, I know it's really effective for a lot of people. For my experience, it's like I didn't really find it like effective. Like, you know, you go yeah. to the therapist and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and do nothing mm-hmm. about it. It's just I'm, I wouldn't say it's wasted, but I'm sure it's like also releasing all of the, the negative energy at the same time. Yeah. I didn't really find it really helpful for me. So I've been, I have gone through like a uh, therapist like quite a bit of time too. So it's funny, you know, we both had the same experience. Thanks for sharing that. So now I want to talk about vision a little bit because, you know, this timing is really crazy timing, you know, the pandemic and all of that, and also Black Lives Matter. So you're in Australia. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, with that yet. But one thing I know for sure is like, uh, I remember there's so many people are super excited about this 2020 and then pandemic hit it, right? And then uh, now it's like August. So like the people literally stop their vision and do nothing about it. And they're just, I felt like they're just waiting for this pandemic get over so they can do something with their vision. Like I felt like their vision is like on hold or something. So like, how true is that? Like, can you still do something about it? Like, even I get it, like, we are, we are, most of us are home and, you know, um, so what can we do? I think you can do everything. Like, I think this idea that, like, because there's a pandemic and it means you have to put your life on hold, like, I think that's kind of almost a limiting belief in itself because it's like you can always find an excuse not to do something if you're really <laughs> looking for one. Like, you feel like it's a Thursday and I don't want to do things on a Thursday. Like, it's, it's just an illusion, I think. Like, I really believe if you're determined to do something, there's always a way to do it no matter what's going on in the world. It's just like, how much do you want to do it? Like, how committed are you to following through with it? Yeah. And, and not that the opposite is like, if you don't want to do it, you, all, you can always find the great excuses totally. to not to do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, Your brain is just too smart. It can figure that out for you. Like, uh, if you want to do it, you're going to find your way to do it. If you don't want to do it, you literally could easily find excuses to not to do it. So like, uh, what I'm hearing you say is like a pandemic is a wonderful excuses for some people. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, I mean, I guess everyone's situation is different. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you're at home and you don't have to go to work. Like, what else are you going to do with your time? You know, like, I think it's like making space for like, I think people do need to acknowledge how they're feeling. And it is a stressful time for people. But at the same time, it's like, are you going to let those be the things that stop you? Or are you going to just like rise above your current circumstances? Exactly. I, I like the point you just brought it up because like, again, like, yeah, acknowledge whatever you're going through. I mean, it's, we don't know, or I don't know, right? What people are going through. But at the same time, uh, like you said, like I really acknowledge whatever you're feeling. If you're stressed, you, you know, you acknowledge yourself and nobody else would do it for you. So really do it, do it, do that for yourself and then heal yourself and forgive and you know, uh, really heal your past and then move forward with your life, right? So tell me about your vision. Like, what do you want to create this world? And it seems like you are on a mission. And I, I want to know about this young, beautiful woman. How, what do you have to offer to this world? 
Yeah, absolutely. I really feel like my mission here on the planet is to like elevate the consciousness of people around me and to like help them heal and allow people to see that like they can do whatever they want to as long as they get their mindset right. And then I guess the way that that sort of breaks down for me individually is I love working with female entrepreneurs because I just, I believe the world needs more people who are lit up doing what they love. And like, it's really so relatively recent that women have had the ability and freedom to do what they want to. And so I think that comes with a lot of cultural conditioning around like what it's okay for women to have, what it's okay for them to ask for. And that's why I feel so drawn to working with women and helping them reprogram their conditioning and their subconscious mind around what they believe is possible for themselves. Yeah, so true. So thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. So share with us what is really also like, you know, there are a lot of people I don't think know about what is really a mindset, like what is really a definition of mindset and how does it really a mindset works? Yeah, I think it's almost like the default way that you see the world because it's like, say, we like hear like a positive mindset. And so I would feel like a positive mindset person is like they're always looking for the best in things or you can have like a solution oriented mindset instead of focusing on the problem. You're focusing on trying to find a solution. And so it's really about like almost the default settings of like where your brain goes to when something happens. Mm, Yeah. So you also mentioned about subconscious. What what do you mean by that? I heard you say like you work with this belief and then change their belief. That's like with the culture wise. I don't know. Like, I don't think people can believe or that's even possible for a lot of people. Then if you can do that, that's so amazing. I love that. Share with us like how you how you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So the subconscious and the conscious mind is really like your, your mind sort of has like, I like to imagine it as an iceberg. And it's like your conscious mind is the top part that you can see above the water. And then the subconscious is like everything else that you can't see, but it's really running the show. And so your conscious mind is really the part of your mind that does like the thinking, like the rational thinking, like making decisions. And then your subconscious is where almost if you imagine it's like computer programming, where it's all stored, it's like the part of your mind that teaches you that gets you to remember to blink so you don't always have to be like okay blink like and it's also where your subconscious stores everything that's happened to you like since you were born like every memory every belief and so your mind is kind of almost lazy in the sense that it likes to just file things under like oh this situation happened and so if something similar happens in the future it will kind of refer to how it thought of that situation in the past and bring up that same response so it's not having to decide a whole new it doesn't have to make all the decisions about what an event means it kind of just refers to what happened in the past and so the way this kind of affects your beliefs is like say something happened to you at five years old and the belief that you created out of it is like oh it must mean that I'm not enough and it could be something so simple, like your mom gives your brother a popsicle and not you. Because, and then that five-year-old version of you is like, that means I'm not enough. And then you just go through your life projecting that belief out. And then it just builds and builds as you give yourself more evidence as to why you're not enough. And so the way that... But the thing is, it's not even true. Like, it's like, maybe your mom was busy. Maybe she only had one popsicle. We don't know why, but it's like, it's like you have to challenge that belief because it's never what happened. It's like the meaning you created out of the event. And so the way that these beliefs get formed is like, it can be from your family culture. It can be like something that happened at school. It can be like the cultural programming of like what you hear repeated over and over in your environment. Yeah. And so when we realize we become aware that we have these beliefs and the beliefs aren't serving us. And then when we go into the subconscious, if we change 
change those beliefs, it's like you project out a totally different outcome because we act from our feelings and mm -hmm. the subconscious is the feeling mind. That was a really long explanation. Um, <laughs> makes sense. I love that. So because this is one thing I know for sure, like events are like neutral mm. and we are the one create some meaning out of that when we create a meaning it's there's usually kind of emotion involved right totally. and the emotion make you feel in a certain way than then that you're telling yourself like you're not good enough not worthy of having that whatever the mm. case is right what i also heard you say was like Wait, what did you say about like a subconscious is your emotion? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. So the Tell subconscious me more. Is... I never heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> the subconscious is like the feeling part of your really? mind. Like it, it doesn't store it as thoughts. It stores the feeling. And so if we break down like sort of how like human behavior thought process goes, it's like your thoughts create your beliefs. Like the thoughts that you think over and over again, that forms your belief system. And then your beliefs create your feelings. So it's like if you believe I'm not good enough, how does that make you feel when you think that thought it doesn't make you feel good and so your feelings create your actions so if you always feel like i'm not good enough then you'll never take the action of a person who thinks that they are good enough so does that sort of make sense it totally makes sense because i remember like i know a lot of people like they're telling themselves like i don't know i don't know i don't know like <laughs> i i remember myself like just be very transparent like i remember myself i used to tell myself like i don't know anything like, i don't know how to do this you know like i was i remember myself i was telling myself and then one of my coach she coached me she literally told him i said when you tell yourself like you're literally blocking like you you're you're blocking yeah. your mind so like you're basically telling her so you don't know anything about it you know you don't know how to do it so yeah. what is another way of looking at it right or how you know so that kind of thing it's it's just really mind-blowing and i have seen a lot of people do uh, uh in coaching calls things like that they it, it comes up all the time mm -hmm. so it's funny you say that Another thing I'm, what I'm curious about is like, I love that this is subconscious stuff. It's like something very I'm very fascinated and wanting to learn more about it. But like right now, let's kind of focusing on the mindset. And there are two type of kind of mindset, right? Like scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. Um, you know, people call it a little differently than that. But that's kind of what I know. So what are they? Like if you can share with us like your own definition. Sure. Um, so for me, like an abundance mindset is like you're choosing almost to see like the positive in things. It's like you're choosing to believe that like instead of I think for a lot of people when they want to start a business, they're like, oh, like, why should I do this? Like 20 other people have already done the same thing. But it's like I saw this meme that's been going around on Instagram and it's like, oh, like what if Rihanna was like, oh, I'm not going to start a makeup company because there's already so many makeup companies yet her makeup company is totally unique to her and it's amazing. So it's like this mindset of like, when you're choosing to be in an abundance mindset, you're like, I believe there's enough space for everyone. I believe that what I have to offer is unique. I believe that like I have something to say that's different than what other people are saying. So if people are in a scarcity mindset, they're like, oh, there's already like 50 billion other people doing this. Why would I do it? It's like yeah. thinking that we are limited in the resources that are available to us. Yeah. Love that. That's absolutely so, so true. I mean, speaking of Diana, I mean, like, I was amazed by her too, like how she did the, her makeup company. So when you were sharing with me, like I was, no, I was noticing like, you're not only like 
telling yourself you you have to believe that that is true to you because again i think one thing i noticed like people kind of talk about it oh oh i can have this and or i can do that but do you really believe i think you know you say one thing is saying one thing is one thing believing that you can do that is another thing right because like i felt like because one of my business coach also she's like like each girl like if you don't know like if you don't believe this like if you literally just work on this belief like like as long as it takes like if it takes a month or a year so you're like this is your golden ticket she was telling me like i'm like huh like i didn't quite get it i mean i kind of get it but like it was like very mind-blowing to me to hear that from my coach so the on the note so basically people really have to believe they they are capable of doing it they can have that you know so that's called abundance mindset Mm -hmm. right so share with us what is the scarcity mindset yeah the scarcity mindset is like almost where you believe the opposite like you believe it's not going to work out for you you believe there's a limited amount of resources you believe that like someone's already done it better than you you are basically choosing the opposite of everything that you need to believe to create something successfully yeah absolutely right and another thing is like one thing i notice is like people are super scared of doing things you know they're just afraid mm-hmm. that they're they're not gonna succeed or mm-hmm. you know or they just can't do it and whatever that the scary thoughts they have in their minds so that mm-hmm. is like more like a scarcity mindset right so you will talk about also like consciousness like you want to you want to elevate women like conscious in the conscious level so share with us what do you mean by that Mm, totally like I feel like a conscious awareness is it really is moving away from that scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset it's kind of like elevating your consciousness into the awareness of like how your thoughts create your reality how you're responsible for everything you create I think a lot of the time people when they're not in an elevated state of consciousness it's very much like a victim mentality they're like this is happening to me like instead of like this is happening for me and I think when people elevate their consciousness they start to see like things that could be taken as like adversity it's like they see it as like okay this is just a challenge to overcome like what can I learn from this what's the gift what's the experience and then it really empowers people because it allows them to see like it they have so much more power than they realize. I think a lot of the time people give their power away to external circumstances when it's like you really have everything within you that you need to get to where you want to go. And so it's like empowering people to believe in that and to start to see it and act from that place. Yeah, right. I'm so with you on there. One thing I noticed when you're sharing with me was like, you have to be like almost like aware of what are you saying? What are you thinking? And mm. that is, it's not easy. Like we don't mm, always often, we don't always know what are we talking or what are we saying? What are we thinking? And that that's when the consciousness comes, right? So I love mm. that. So that's, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Thank you. Now, like, I want to also, like, kind of, like, going back to childhood or maybe a self-worth issue a little bit. I mean, this is my experience or what I have seen in my life. I don't know about you. I think the woman kind of, like, really very much struggle with, like, self-worth issue. I don't don't know if you do. uh, Share with us your experience and how did you overcome that if, if you have that experience? Yeah, absolutely. I guess like for me personally, it was like being raised in 
a family where I guess my mother never knew how to model high self-worth because she never saw that modeled for her. Like it becomes very generational because it's like you just become like an amalgamation of your parents, like beliefs and circumstances on some level because that's what you're around when you're growing up. And when you're growing up, you're very impressionable. So if you have someone who's not acting out of a place of high self-worth, they're almost passing that on to you. And then you grow up not having that modeled to you and not being aware of what that looks like. But I think the thing that really changed it for me was doing the work on myself, like doing the work on my subconscious and reprogramming it and making the conscious choice that I was like, I am going to step in my self-worth. Like I believe I am worthy and like everyone is. And the way that we know this is like babies are born and no baby is like, oh my God, like I'm not worthy of love. Like babies don't think that. (laughs) They're like there and they're crying and they're screaming and they're like looking at you like demanding love because they believe they ex- like they expect it they feel yeah. like they are lovable so everyone comes onto the planet believing that and it's like the things that happen to us along the way that we're like oh well that thing happened and maybe I'm not so lovable but the thing is is we can get back to that original place of believing that we are lovable and we are enough we just have to do like the reprogramming almost like deconditioning ourselves from everything that's taught us that we're not wow That is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's so beautiful, so true. Because I know that the fact that, you know, you are born with everything, you're complete, you know, you are complete whole and you're love, you know. And Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, like, you know, five and at at the age of five, six, seven, that's the age, like you had this belief in all of that really you take it on and then you just Mm kind of carry on like you know growing up and as you as you become adult too and I also heard you say it was like perhaps your parents didn't have the self-worth and Mm -hmm. you just kind of like hear that and it's probably like subconscious subconsciously sounds like is that right Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I guess it it's not so much in the things that they said, because I don't think they really had the awareness to be like, oh, I don't have high self-worth. But like, for example, uh-huh. with my mom, it's like she is the kind of person that she is she was extremely critical of me growing up. And the reason she was so critical of me is because she like has all these expectations where she's like, I want you to be the person that I never was. And it was never like, Oh, is that actually the person you want to be? And because she, the only way she thought she knew how to demonstrate, like I care about you is being like extremely critical. But for me, it's like, does anyone thrive when they're always being criticized? Of course not. They think it means like, oh, I must not be good enough on some level. Does that sort of make sense? It totally makes sense to me. Yes. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So share with us like now, like, you know, your mindset coach, like uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're human, you know, we, mm-hmm. every day we work on ourselves. Like, so I'm curious to you, like, what do you do to work on your mindset? Is it like journaling, meditating or uh, share with us your experience? Yeah, all the things. Um, every morning I have like a pretty like a pretty long morning ritual because I really believe it's so important to get yourself into the feeling of how you want to feel that day because how you start your morning really dictates how you do the rest of your day. So it kind of changes from morning to morning. I don't like to be super strict. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do what feels good to me this morning. But sometimes I'll do journaling. Other times I'll be listening to like a hypnotic recording. Sometimes I'll do some like Wim Hof breath work. I'll do like like mantras or sometimes I'll do like some EFT tapping or I'll do a meditation, like some combination of all of that and then some kind of movement as well during the day. 
Oh, wow. That's, that's great. I love that. Um, so what would you tell people who are like literally want to work on themselves? Cause like, it's amazing. You already have a routine. I mean, I don't think it wasn't easy to get on, on, on the routine, you know, oftentimes what happens so what I notice is people like women, like they usually kind of beat up themselves up a lot when, um, you know, when they don't do the things they should be doing, like, Oh, I should be doing this, 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 like, you know, and then when they didn't do that and then they beat up themselves up, how do you also like have the routine or just really working on yourself at the same time, love yourself and give yourself um, self-compassion? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess the first thing is like stop beating yourself up because <laughs> like, the way we speak to ourselves is so, so, so important. And if you're going to change one thing, I would say change that, like change how you talk to yourself, like talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend, I think is like mm. so important. And then after that, it's really about like, don't make it like it has to be this hour long thing. Like if you just want to commit to like a five minute journaling practice, just do that. And sometimes some practical tips around doing it is like setting a reminder in your phone or like, I don't know if you've heard of like habit stacking, but it's like when you're trying to implement a new habit, like attaching it to something you already do every morning. So say for example, you wanted to remember to take your supplements. So putting your supplements like beside the sink. So every time you go to do the dishes, you remember to take your supplements. It's something you're already doing. So you kind of stack the habits together. So you see the thing and you're like, oh, I want to do that thing. But I guess like any new routine, it's like, you're never going to be perfect, but it's like, we're not aiming to be perfect. We're aiming to like, just, if you do it more than you don't do it, you're already starting in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I read the book, The Atomic Habit. So it's, mm. it, it was on there. I remembered that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What legacy do you want to live this world? Mm, I think the biggest thing is, it's like... <laughs> I guess for me personally, it's like if I can help someone to heal themselves so they don't have to suffer for as long as I did, like that would be a great place to start. And also just helping people heal. Like I truly believe if I help one person heal, that heals so many other people around them because it's like it changes how they treat the people around them. It changes how they treat their children if they have them. Like just working with that one person has such a ripple effect. So it's like really just working with all the people that I can who I, who like, I always believe there's some kind of a higher power that brings the people who are supposed to work together together. So it's like just me putting myself in a place where those people can find me and like just helping them. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Really always kind of coming from the place of like service, right? You're here totally. to create something here to this world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So what do you want to offer to our audience? Do you have anything? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a free wealth up level toolkit that I can give you the link for it so you can put it in the show notes. And so in there, it really allows you to start seeing like, what are your limiting beliefs around money? And then there's a couple like energetic practices for raising your money frequency in there that are really fun. So if they want to download that, they can. Where people can find you? Yeah, online I'm at Kim or on Instagram I'm at Kim.acrig and my last name's A K R I G and my website's kimacrig.com. Awesome. So I'm gonna put everything on there as well on the show notes. Well thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talking to you. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you for having me. It was so much awesome. fun.